Welcome to Season 2 of Natalie Sisson's Quest for Freedom. Hi, I'm Natalie and I am delighted to be back and I know that you've been missing me because at least two people have asked me, Natalie, when is your next podcast episode coming out? So thank you to the two of you. I really appreciate it. Obviously, to talk about a business sabbatical and how you can truly have a profitable business that can technically run without you, you need to experience that in full glory for yourself. Luckily, this podcast is about making me the guinea pig of my own experiments in order for us to uncover what true freedom really is. Since the 1st of April, I've been on a business sabbatical, and in this episode, I reveal all. Well, almost all. I'll tell you the rest when I'm finished my break from my business, which is going to be going on for another month or so. But here's what I will share today what a business sabbatical actually is, and why you get to define this for yourself. Behind the scenes of what really happens when you take time out from your business. And I've actually decided to just insert here a Facebook Live video that I have just done, where I answer questions from a lovely lady who was a fan of my page. And in a previous video, I talked about the realities of a business sabbatical, like the fact that I haven't really managed to take a true time off. I definitely had stopped doing anything with my business, but then I moved into my dream lifestyle property. I got a gorgeous puppy called Kayla. I got five chickens. We set up an entire house. That's Josh and I, both of us who had very little stuff, given that I live out of a suitcase and he was a bit of a nomad. And so the first probably four or five weeks was project managing that entire thing. And it's only been in the last couple of weeks that I've really been sort of relaxing or easing into a business sabbatical. And the beauty of it is that I'm going back to my roots and I'm giving myself time to get perspective on my business and just so many juicy things that are coming out of it. And you are going to benefit from it by listening to these episodes that I have coming up. So the only thing I'm bringing back on my business sabbatical is this podcast because, well, it's my baby and it's helping me to learn and grow real time by sharing my findings, my research and guinea pig experimentations on myself with you, as I mentioned. So for the full lowdown, you can watch the video on my Facebook page, but I basically will link to it in this episode. And for those of you who've been following The Suitcase Entrepreneur and my quest for freedom over at nataliesisson.com, you'll know that I took the entire month of April off my business. So no checking emails, no checking in with the team, no watching anything related to business, not thinking about business and just taking a month off my business, The Suitcase Entrepreneur. And I then extended it into May. I appreciate it's May now, but I don't feel like doing a Facebook live video to answer your questions feels like business to me. And I love my business. So it's you that I'm here for. You guys have helped me build it. And I do think you've got to talk about these things in the moment because several months down the track, I may actually forget what it really, really physically feels like to be in a sabbatical right now. Continuing it on through into June and next week, actually, I'm going to be taking a digital sabbatical. So totally offline, off the internet, probably for three to five days. It's been a while since I've done one and I just want to disconnect. I'll be doing some reading thanks to Brendan Bouchard, the Motivation Manifesto and Tony Robbins, Unshakable. So these are a couple of the things that I'll be focusing on. I've also got some novels and I just sort of have this bunch of books sitting over there on my shelf that I just want to chill out by the fire, play with my puppy, exercise, read books and and think and just 
be, I want to practice the piano and I just want to enjoy myself, which I already have been doing. Just do more of that. But today I wanted to answer specifically questions that you guys had from the reality of a business sabbatical, where I took you behind the scenes a little sort of saying that often it's not everything that you expect, right? Because people go, oh, it sounds like such a great idea. And you're truly living your values of freedom of business and adventure in life. And thank you. Yes, I'd like to think I am. But the first month was kind of weird. I mean, I was one moving into a beautiful new dream lifestyle property, getting a puppy, getting five chickens, setting up an entire house, because when you've lived out of a suitcase for close to seven years, you don't really have much stuff. And it actually was managing a lot of projects. And I realized that I still hadn't fully given myself the time out to just enjoy and re-energize and get my verve and my mojo back for everything that I love to do. And the great news is it's starting to happen. So I've given myself more space, more time. And I can't ever fully stop. So I've been reaching out to networks where I now live and looking at potentially helping with getting a co-working space set up, which would be so awesome because I've used so many of them over the years as a digital nomad. And I've just been connecting with more and more people, especially women entrepreneurs, getting to know the area. And of course, dreaming up lots of visions and ideas for what I would just love to do in the near future, not only related to my books that are coming out, but also making my freedom plan program the best ever and just a bunch of other things that I've been wanting to work on for so long. And now I have the headspace to think about them. So that's one of the huge benefits of a business sabbatical headspace. But I wanted to answer some questions from Angela uh, Fatrati, who posted after my Facebook Live a couple of weeks ago. She said, hey, Natalie, I'd love to know how the business runs without you, how often you check in, when you check in, what do you focus on, and how to know what to focus on and what can be managed without your attention. The business runs without me because as I've been probably like blasting from the rooftops for the last couple of years, you need to have great systems in place sexy systems, freedom systems is really what I'm talking about. And ultimately, at the end of the day, that is a fantastic website that people can navigate to once they're there, a fantastic sales funnel that takes them on a journey to show them exactly what content they can consume, that they should sign up to receive more email updates from you, and what programs and products that you have to offer them that would be really beneficial. So if you have set all that up in advance, technically your business should run without you without too much hassle. Now that's the ultimate aim to get to at the end, right? So I know while I'm off on my business sabbatical, people are coming to my website through my podcast, through videos, through content, through some Facebook ads that I had done by a team member. And once they're there, they're reading and consuming the content, they're getting autoresponders that I've carefully set up and crafted to take them on a journey. And people are buying my products and programs that I have available to them. Now, I will absolutely say that business has kind of plateaued and even declined a little because I'm a huge believer that energy in versus energy out applies to everything you do in life. So if you're putting energy into health and fitness, it's going to pay off if you're doing it right. If you're putting tons of energy into your business and into the right areas, as uh, Jeff Walker was saying the other day on his video, you're going to strategize and prioritize into the right areas, not just throwing yourself at everything. But if you're putting the energy into your business in the right places, it will grow. So naturally, when you take a step back from it, you'll find it doesn't as much like I need to inject myself into my business, I need to be there. People sort of get that vibe, they see it from the things you're doing in the activity, but they also appreciate that I'm taking some time out. 
So I would say a fantastic website or place that people can land on, whether it's landing pages, sales pages, a great sales funnel really helps. So all those things are automated. And outside of that, some key team members, definitely starting with a virtual assistant who can do your customer service, check your emails for you, answer on your behalf. And to answer your question more candidly, Angela, anything that Angeline can't answer my awesome assistant. She will frankly just say, we have some templated canned responses that are like, you know, Natalie's off on a business sabbatical. I'm sure she'd love to hear more about this. Can I let her get back to you in whether it is June or July? And people are like, oh, that's great. Yep, absolutely. Thank you. Nothing is truly urgent. And the things that are more important, like somebody not being able to access a program or something not working or them needing a question answered, Angeline knows my business. She's been with me for almost three years now and in a part-time capacity. And so she knows often where the resources are or how to help those people. So that's been hugely helpful. And I have a small team around the world and most of them right now are kind of on a break from me as well because I haven't needed their input as much. But if we do need to communicate, we do it typically through Slack. I am doing my best to not log into email at all, but essentially Slack is a place where we can just communicate briefly and I don't have to log on to anything else to communicate with them. And they all have their team objectives that they've been working on, our marketing and editorial calendar. We know what's coming out. We know what's working. And we've currently been reviewing that. Like I asked my sort of team, especially Debashish, to review that while I was off on my break and come back to me with some recommendations so that when I'm back, we can change tack or change strategies or change direction. So how often do I check in? I really, for the first month, didn't want to be contacted at all. Typically, I'd say if you're going on a sabbatical, the point is to be off, but once a month is probably more than enough. Or if you feel that's a little too infrequent or you really want to know things, then probably every week and just make it a short check-in and make sure you know what you're asking for. Your other question was, how do you know what to focus on and what can be managed without your attention? Most stuff can be managed without my attention. It's only when I'm creating new content or launching something that really all my attention needs to be on that and I need to be driving my team. But outside of that, I've worked very hard over the years to set up sexy operating procedures and some really great strategies and direction for my team to be empowered to do their things and to do them really well. So right now, I'm focusing on my own learning and my own growth and understanding different areas that maybe I just haven't put aside the time to actually delve into. So I'm doing several online courses myself around the science of happiness, around health and nutrition. I'm learning or I will be learning when I'm off my sabbatical around e-commerce and some getting up to speed more on social media. So I hope that answered some of those questions. And I think most things don't need to be managed by you if you've really got it down pat. So the best thing would probably be partnerships and key relations. But even those have been really well managed by my team because they know that I've dealt with these people for years. They can often answer the questions that those partners would like to ask me. But I think it's nurturing those relationships. That's the key stuff that you still do want to focus on. And the next part of your question drum roll is have there been any situations where your absence has created a situation and has your business income finances been affected by your absence so the second part absolutely as I said energy in versus energy out but I've been pleasantly surprised that it's been earning really really well over the last couple of months without me there so that proves I don't always need to be there and I think to answer your question about has my absence created a situation I think it's probably provided 
relief to my team. They're probably enjoying the break from Natalieville, to be really honest, you know, they're having some more freedom. I think there have been no situations that have arisen. I wasn't expecting anything major. We had pretty much planned out our year ahead, so I didn't expect any hurdles or anything major that would come up, and so therefore no situations. I'd say the only situation caused by you not being in your business for a while would be a lack of clarity around expectations, priorities, objectives and milestones while you're not there, who to contact, who to reach out to, how to move forward on projects if you're not the person who's absolutely able to drive them like you normally would be. So those are the sort of things that you probably want to think about. Hope that's given you guys some insight and just wanted to pop in and say hello to my beautiful Freedomist community and give you some understanding behind what a business sabbatical is. You can make it whatever you want, really. But the point is to take time out from your business, to get the creative juices flowing and to really just actually come back to your roots and focus on what you loved about your business in the first place. And that has been so enlightening for me so far. Stay tuned for the next episode of season two, where I talk with other entrepreneurs about burnout and their business sabbaticals, like this little chat with my man, Jason Van Orden. Eventually I had to stop and just kind of ask myself why there was that waning in, in motivation. You know, I'm sure partly I was maybe scared a little bit to look at that. Cause I was like, well, what does that mean? Like, mm-hmm. what if I end up figuring out I've got the wrong business or that I'm done with this business? <laughs> So if you want to hear more of that, then please look for me on iTunes, if you're listening to this over on the blog, Stitcher or Google Play, or simply come across to nataliesisson.com and sign up to get email updates because I will email you before anybody else when the latest episode comes out and they will be coming thicker and faster. So I'm intending to make these podcasts short, entertaining, insightful, educational and fun. And of course, helping us to achieve more freedom. And before I sign off for this episode of Natalie Sisson's Quest for Freedom, I'd like you to know that this episode has been proudly brought to you by the one and only Drip. If you are looking to build your email list, you need to go to nataliesisson.com forward slash drip. D-R-I-P. About the easiest thing in the world to spell. Drip is a powerful email and marketing automation platform that you can start using for free. So it's great for both startups and seasoned pros. Basically, you get better than MailChimp pricing, but you also get automation like Infusionsoft. I like to call them Confusionsoft. That frees up your time and removes you from having to work inside your business all the time. With Drip's Visual Builder, you quickly and easily can build funnels that would take you weeks inside of Infusionsoft, and trust me, I know. So check out nataliesisson.com forward slash drip to see just how amazing it is and how it can help you build and monetize your audience. And remember, if you're just building your list, Drip is completely free, and I'm not talking free trial kind of free, it's just free. So go to nataliesisson.com forward slash drip to get your free drip account and shout out to them on Twitter too. See you on the next episode.